Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to Hilchas Beis HaBechira, Extreme Makeover, Temple Edition. Here's the big question for today. Why don't we make synagogues that look like the Beis HaMikdash? I mean, here we have <laughs> temple architecture. We should all be trying, it would seem, to replicate the Beit HaMikdash in our own little environs. After all, the Beit HaMikdash is the cosmic sanctuary, the one place in the world, the chosen home. But our synagogues, our yeshivot, they represent the notion of migdash ma'at, a minor sanctuary. The Rambam, in Hilchaz Beis Abchidah, in the seventh chapter, Halacha 10, tells us the following. V'asr la'adam sheyase tavnit Bayit Tavnit Hechel. It is prohibited for a Jew to replicate the Beis HaMikdash. Why? Well, <laughs> that's a really good question. The Radvaz says, if you think about it, the successive halachot that we have been learning over this series have focused on Moira Migdash, the awe and the reverence that we're supposed to have for Hashem's Beit HaMikdash. That is to say, if we are going to replicate the Beit HaMikdash, we're engaging in a dangerous kind of replacement theology. We're saying, well, the Beit HaMikdash was in Yerushalayim, but now, in a literal sense, it's moved elsewhere. That's a problem. And the nature of being in awe of something is when it has a certain singularity or uniqueness attached to it. It's interesting that this is a Gemara in Mesechet Avodah on page 43. And over there, Rashi is very explicit in his commentary. And he says, it means you cannot have something with the same dimensions. It can't really look, so to speak, like the Beit HaMikdash from the perspective of, you know, the measurements, the architecture, the, the actual schematic or drawings. Why is this? Well, because then it would be obvious that what's happening here is in the image of the Beis HaMikdash. In the Yeridea, which is part of the code of Jewish law, this isn't a law of Beis HaBechira, of Beis HaMikdash, that's actually relevant in our day and age. In chapter 141, it says, V'afal gaf, the ein shiurim elum akvim, even though these dimensions would not actually inhibit the Beis Hamikdash from functioning as a Beis Hamikdash, nonetheless, he says, the prohibition is not based on replicating the precise or exact nature of the Beis Hamikdash. This has a lot to do with the way you or I might view it. In other words, sometimes. When we speak about reality, your reality is what makes the difference. And even if realistically this isn't going to be a Beis HaMikdash, but it's your reality. It looks precisely like the Beit HaMikdash. Anybody who's been studying these halachot would see that building and say, OMG, that's the Beis HaMikdash. That's a problem. And so in Yeridea it says that if it looks like the Beis HaMikdash, we automatically have this issue. It's interesting to note that according to the Radvaz, 
There's no question that the Rambam's approach here is all about the uniqueness of the Beis HaMikdash. The same can also be found in the Dazikanim of the Bali HaTosfos. This is the commentary which is found on the Torah itself on Exodus chapter 30, verse 33. Having said that, in the Gemara Navedazara Nafmem Gimel, in that in the in the Talmud on page in Mesechet Avazara Avadazara page 43, over there the Taisvis suggests otherwise. This is connected, says the Taisvis. It says, Loisasun iti, you're not allowed to make things along with me. On a literal level, this is part of the laws of Avodah It says you're not allowed to create imagery of the sun, of the moon, of the planets, because the planetary bodies, which seem to be, so to speak, in the heaven or in the domain of God, and traditionally, or typically, historically, tra- tragically, that's a lot of words, I know, people went the way of idolatry and worshipped these stars as spirits, or what they would call something they could actually see in the heavens. So Hashem says you can't do that. You can't replicate a person's likeness because a person is created in the image of God. You cannot replicate the notion of the heavenly bodies because, well, they sound heavenly to people. According to the words of the Teisvis, it would seem that the prohibition is only when the Beis HaMikdash is in use. However, at a time like now when the Beis HaMikdash is no longer in use, well, this might no longer be applicable. However, according to the Rambam's view, this would always be applicable. And the Rebbe suggests that would be a prime difference between the view of the Rambam and between the view of some of the other great Rishonim. It's interesting to note that in Shulchan Aruch, these halachas do show up, but the halachas are not found in the laws of Beis Abchira. There is no Beis Abchira in the Shulchan Aruch. The Tur includes these halachas in the laws of Avedezara. According to the opinion of the Tur, who follows the school of thought of the Balea Teisvis, at least the Balea Teisvis, as they are redacted in their commentary in the Talmud, it seems clear that this is about doing something along with, so to speak, the Beis Sasan Iti, don't create anything else other than what I, Hashem says, have personally. I have a Beis That's my sanctuary. That's my chosen home. Don't replicate it. The Torah and the Shulchan Aruch further point out that everything would be here based on the notion of precise measurements, as we said, because that's what looks to people like a Beis HaMikdash. The Rambam continues and he says, it's not only the Beit HaMikdash or the Heichal itself, but furthermore, we're not permitted to make Achsadra, which is Tavnis Ulam, that literally translates as a porch with the design of the opening foyer or entrance hall of the Beis HaMikdash. That sounds kind of strange because the foyer in front of the Beis HaMikdash actually had four walls and it didn't look like a porch. That's true. However, the opening in the front was very, very wide, very large. And because those doors were often open, it did seem like a porch. So once again, we come back to your reality. And because it seems to people that this would have replicated what the Beis HaMikdash would have looked like, we, in our own lives and communities, are not permitted to do this kind of replication. The Rambam tells us that this also applies to Chatzar Keneged Hazara, to a courtyard that would resemble the temple courtyard. So even if one were to build a Beit HaKneset, 
or a Beit HaMedrash, a place of study, a place of worship for God, which doesn't look like the Beit HaMikdash in the building itself, but would have a courtyard in front of it that would seem to mimic the contours or the dimensions, the design of the Beit HaMikdash courtyard, that too would be problematic. And now it gets really interesting. The Rambam says, not only does this apply to the actual structure of the Beis HaMikdash, it even applies to the artifacts, the vessels or kalim that we found inside the Beis HaMikdash. The Rambam goes on to say that you should know that a person is not permitted to make a shulchan, he's not permitted to make a table, bitsura shulchan, in the image of the golden showbread table, which was in the Beis HaMikdash, and he's not permitted to make a menorah. He cannot create a candelabra, which is bitsurat menorah, in the image of the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. Now, this is really interesting. Does it mean that all of our Hanukkah menorahs are conceived in sin, essentially, or typically wrong? Well, the answer, of course, is no. There's nothing wrong with making the menorah on Hanukkah because the Hanukkah menorah has eight branches. As the Ramam continues to say, Avol, however, who you are permitted to create a menorah that has five branches. The Beis Hamikdash's menorah had seven branches. In many, many synagogues, there would be menorot with five branches in front of the Chazan's lectern. And there are multiple reasons for this, including the notion that tefillah, that prayer, represents the pouring forth of the soul, and the soul has five elements or dimensions, nefesh, ruach, neshama, and then chaya and yechida. I'm not even going to try to translate that in English. Different dimensions of the soul, different there. There's the inner core, the quiddity of the soul, and there are the outer layers of consciousness of the soul. So prayer is a time in which we express ourselves to Hashem. Ner Hashem, the lamp of God, is nishmat adab, is a person's soul. It makes sense to have a menorah of five branches. The point, though, is this. The menorah represented the eternal light or the presence, the shechina. We want to have a menorah in our Beit HaKnesset, in our synagogues, in our Beit HaMedrash. And of course, we use the menorah on Hanukkah to remind ourselves of the miracle that happened to the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. Indeed, Rambam says, that's not a problem. You can make a menorah of Hamisha Konim, the synagogue menorah, or Shemayna Konim, the Hanukkah menorah. Or, he says, menorah she'eno shamatechet. If it's a menorah which is not made of metal, that's not an issue at all. Even if it would have only seven branches. I should note that historically we don't know of Jewish people creating menorahs of seven branches. And actually, there is a very, very strong notion of the early pictures of the menorah not being made in the image of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, which Rambam tells us with certainty was angular. And Rashi also uses that terminology, Ba'al Achson. The big question, of course, is, hey, the menorah in Titus's Ark doesn't have uh, diagonal branches. Well, it's the wrong menorah. They never got the right menorah. And there's multiple proofs for that. But all of the drawings and the archaeology that we found, all, with the exception of two drawings, represents menorahs with round branches. Of course, because Jewish people were very careful about this mitzvah. Not only did they not create the menorah, they didn't even want to make an image or picture of the menorah, much like they didn't want to make images or pictures of things which could be interpreted as a lack of respect for the Beis HaMikdash, or even worse, an act of idolatry. And that's why there were precious few such drawings. However, it's very clear from the Rambam that halachically, if the menorah has five branches or the menorah has seven branches, that there wouldn't be an issue or a problem. It's interesting to note that the 
Minchas Chinuch queries which, which base Hamigdash is prohibited for us to create a replication of. Is it the first base Hamigdash, the first temple, which the second temple differed significantly in certain dimensions and certainly in design? Which is the one that's prohibited? We know that the third Beit HaMikdash will neither be like the first or the second. The Minchas Chinuch himself tends towards the opinion that at present there is no prohibition in creating the structures, a structure that is Beit HaMikdash-like. He says when the third Beit HaMikdash will be built in our time, that's when this prohibition will once again apply. The way the Rebbe sees it, that fits very well with the words of the Tosfos, in Amesechet of Odezara, and the way it's ruled in Shulchan Aruch, which is, of course, what we do. However, if we look at it from the Rambam's perspective, that would be something that would be applicable all the time. Clearly, we can see from Jewish tradition that people have avoided replicating the Beis HaMikdash, its architecture, and its dimensions, really in a very, very significant and serious way. And this is all about showing awe and homage for the Beis HaMikdash, as Rambam describes it, it should be noted that although the Rambam only talks about two of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, the question, of course, would apply, do the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash have same halacha? To be sure, with the exception of the altar and the ark, we don't know what the other kinds of, of, temp, of, of Beis HaMikdash kalim looked like. It would certainly seem that it's inclusive if not biblically, rabbinically, and that one should not try to replicate things in the base of Migdash in any way, shape, or form, as this would be a violation of the honor, the reverence, and the awe that we are due towards the base of Migdash. Ultimately, honor and reverence due towards our Kaddish Baruch Hu, towards Almighty God Himself. How about making a menorah if it doesn't have the goblets, the bulbs, and the flowers that the Beit HaMikdash menorah used to have? Well, there are differing opinions here. It seems that according to Rebbe Akiva Eger and a number of other achronim, uh, since the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash had gviim kaftorim and prachim, so otherwise the menorah wouldn't be kosher, it would be permitted to do something like this in today's day and age. Others, however, sharply differ. And they maintain that only when the menorah is made of gold did it actually require the gviim, the kaftorim and the prachim. And because... The menorah could have, in theory, been made of other metals. It would be prohibited to make those designs on any seven-branched menorah. It's interesting to note that in 770, in the Rebbe's Shul, they had a menorah, Hanukkah menorah, commissioned to look precisely like the drawing that the Rambam makes of the Beis HaMikdash menorah. And the Rebbe wanted other changes in addition. Although the Rambam says eight branches is permissible, and that, of course, had eight branches and a ninth in the center for Ashamash, the Rebbe wanted other things to be changed as well so that there would not be any kind of confusion, chas v'shalom, about the observance of this mitzvah, which is really and truly all about honoring HaKadosh Baruch Hu, respecting the Beis HaMikdash by focusing on its singularity. And that's the reason you won't find Beis HaMikdash look-alike shoals anywhere. And this is true of the course of Jewish history. And this is the reason for it. May Hashem bless us that the Beis HaMikdash rise again in its rightful place. And may we have the privilege of coming to the Beis HaMikdash in awe, in reverence, in the profound respect that is required speedily and in our days. Amen. Thanks for joining today.